Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. In today's lesson, you're going to learn the expression, call it a day, and stick around and practice your listening with a current news story from Canada. Hey there guys, I hope you're having a great week. Thank you so much for coming back to listen to another episode of the Can Learn English podcast. And if this is your first episode, then welcome. Now, I wanted to give a shout out to a listener who found my YouTube channel. Vulcan commented on one of my YouTube videos and he said, it feels a bit strange finding me on YouTube after listening to all my podcast episodes. And, and Vulcan, I get you. I know how that is when I'm listening to a podcast and I get so used to the person's voice in my ear and then you see a picture of them or you see them speaking in a video and your brain doesn't really connect. So he also thanked me for all of my work on the podcast and Vulcan and everyone else listening, you're very welcome. And if you didn't know that I also have a YouTube channel, I do. I actually started the YouTube channel before I started my podcast. I'm not uploading as regularly on YouTube as I do on the podcast. I put episodes up every week on the podcast and haven't uploaded a YouTube video in a while, but you can still check out some of my video lessons. Just go into YouTube and search Can Learn English and I will pop up. I also have been getting a lot of emails asking me how you can learn English with me and if you don't know, I have an online program called the Can Learn English Academy 2.0, where you get access to all of my English courses, all of my video English courses that I've pre-recorded, and then you also get all of the premium content from the podcast. This is the transcripts and the premium podcast player and the podcast courses. So if you want information about this, you can go to canlearnenglish.com forward slash join. And if you're not sure and you want to see inside the program a little bit, you can join my free course, which teaches you how to learn English with a podcast. And you can find more information by going to canlearnenglish.com. And you'll see in the header, there's some text that says free course, and you just need to click there to join. But let's get into our episode today. Our expression is call it a day. And this expression is pretty easy from a word definition breakdown perspective. Call it a day. These are easy words. Of course, you know, call. We can use this in a few ways. Of course, we can call someone on the telephone or we can call someone over. So if you're at a restaurant and you have a question or you want to pay your bill, you might call the waiter over at a restaurant or call is giving a name to someone. So when I was born, my parents called me Dana. And you might hear people who have nicknames 
say the name Joseph, that's a name that we can often nickname, they might say, just call me Joe. So they're telling you what they would like to be called. The next word is it, that's our pronoun. And day, this is a period of 24 hours beginning at midnight and one of the seven time periods that make up a week. Call it a day. So when we put this all together, it means to stop doing something, more specifically working. So to give up work and to go home or to finish the work of a day or to discontinue some regular activity. So this phrase originated back in 1838 and it was used when a worker was leaving for home before doing his work for the day. And originally the phrase was call it a half day. So it was used to say goodbye to employees before the workday was over. Okay guys, so future editing Dana here as I come back and listen to this part of the podcast while I'm editing and the phrase being originated in 1838. I think that is a little specific. I found this on the internet on a website and I didn't really think about it too much when I was writing it, but sometimes these word origins, I have no idea where they come from. So take this one with a little grain of salt, meaning don't put too much emphasis on the origin being all that true because I'm not really sure. But that's not how we use it now. So we're gonna take a look at some examples on how we use this. So say you have a lot of work to do and you have a deadline tomorrow and you're in no way finished and you know that you're going to have to work into the night. You're gonna have to probably get dinner at the office and be there way later than anybody else. You might say, I'm not done yet. I can't call it a day because I need to work for a few more hours. So you can't finish your work for the day. Now, when you're getting close to being done and you are pretty much finished and you think, well, I can probably get the rest done if I come in early, you could say, I'm feeling pretty tired. Let's call it a day. So let's just finish it up, close off the day, and get started tomorrow. And we can also use this expression when we're finished something permanently. So again, back to a workplace setting, say someone in your office is retiring and they've worked at the company for 30 years. So every day for 30 years, well, not every day, Monday to Friday, for 30 years, they have come into the office. You might say, well, after 30 years with the company, Beth, that's your coworker's name, is going to be calling it a day. So she is finishing up her routine of coming to work for the company every day. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a current issue in Canada, and that is the anti-pipeline protesters who are shutting down Canadian railways. Anti-pipeline protests have shut down major rail networks across Canada, and this whole dispute centers on the $4.6 billion coastal gas link pipeline. And this is to carry natural gas from northeastern British Columbia 
to a $30 billion liquefied natural gas terminal on the coast. So you might remember that I've talked a little bit about this pipeline during some of the Canadian election episodes because this was a pretty important topic during the election. The pipeline is planned to cross through several First Nations people's traditional lands, including some that had never been signed away by Indigenous people who inhabited them before Europeans settled in North America. The First Nations group at the center of this conflict are the Wet'suwet'en First Nations people who live in northwestern central interior of British Columbia. The Wet'suwet'en nation has its own leadership and government system, one that continues to this day. It's organized into five clans and 13 houses, each with its own hereditary chief. There's a divide between the traditional Wet'suwet'en legal system, Canada's legal system, and those who have stood to protect the land in question and those who want to see the pipeline built. Under Wet'suwet'en law, authority over the nation's 22,000 square kilometer of unceded territory lies with the hereditary chiefs from five clans. Now, unceded territory is land that has never been officially signed over to the Canadian government by the Aboriginal people. Protests escalated in the beginning of February when the Royal Canadian Mounted Police enforced a court order against the people in Wet'suwet'en territory. They were allegedly impeding access to a construction site and dozens of people were arrested. Now, a series of blockades have been set up by protesters across the country in solidarity with the Wet'suwet'en people. The most disruptive blockages are in Ontario near Belleville, which is between Toronto and Montreal. This section of rail links Eastern and Western Canada and the US Midwest. And it's also disrupted the trips of nearly 83,000 people since it began. The impact of these blockages are huge. The Canadian National Railway transports more than $250 billion worth of goods every year across thousands of railways spanning Canada and Mid-America. As of right now, 450 workers have been temporarily laid off, and there could be more than a thousand more layoffs if this isn't resolved quickly. Now, all eyes are on Justin Trudeau and his government to solve this problem. In the past week, Trudeau canceled his planned trip to Barbados less than 24 hours before he was scheduled to depart so he could handle the protests in Canada. Now that's all the information we have at the time that I'm recording and going to be releasing this podcast. I hope it gets solved quickly, but this is a very complex issue when you're talking about the environment, Aboriginal land, and then of course there's going to be a lot of pressure to get the railways up and moving because Canadians rely on these railways to transport goods they need like essential groceries and stuff like that. That's it for our episode today. Please support this podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. If you would like to support the podcast by becoming a Podcast Plus member, you can find more information by going to canlearnenglish.com. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.